Ma Coco? Aye. For Maui, it's a new beginning. With honor and deep respect, we're moving forward. We're ready to get people back to work. We all have to do our part, and we'll make this happen. Working together. We are ready to work. Ready to serve. All ready. 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 We are ready. For more information, visit makokomoe.com. The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. Welcome to Mothership, Steph Noli and Brooke in the house. Thank you for joining us for another exciting episode tonight. It's all about finding the power in pedal power. You probably Yay. noticed it during the pandemic. More people, kids and their families started to ride bikes. You guys noticed it probably, right, Noli and Brooke? Yeah, we did. Biking and we're running. We even tried beaky bikes for the first time during the pandemic so yes totally noticed it all good and there was less cars on the road so it's probably safer to bike then with the family so yeah time for bikers it was an exciting time and you know we saw that renewed sudden interest during the lockdown cycling both fun it's healthy and i can speak from experience because I learned to ride a bike when I was younger, and then I picked it up again, training for the triathlon. So it did keep me in shape. But, you know, aside from that, some people prefer it as a source of transportation or the car, you know? So here to talk more about that with us are the executive director of the Hawaii Bicycling League, Lori McCarney, and director of adult education, Malia Harunaga. Thanks so much, Lori and Malia, for joining hey, us on Mothership. Welcome. Happy to be here. That's great. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, before we start talking about HBL, Hawaii Bicycling League, can I ask how the both of you uh, got so passionate about bike bicycling? Sure. Yeah. Um, I was commuting uh, to University of Hawaii at Manoa from St. Louis Heights by foot. Um, I felt like, dang, my legs just feel so short. This is taking me so long and I'm getting a class late. So my dad, who is always into biking, uh, put together a bike for me and I was able to bomb down that hill in, in no time. Getting back up the hill was a little bit more challenging, but made me really love cycling in the way that I do now. I think overcoming that challenge really um, set me up for just lifelong happiness on the bike. Right on, right on. And what about you, Lori? Oh, I go way back. When I was four or five years old, we lived in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And um, the houses were all little and sort of far apart. And I got my bike and I was so excited. It was huge. Um, but luckily, it was a girl's bike. So I could still ride it. <laughs> and, um, and we used to go play with our friends. We would go out after school. Um, and this was in kindergarten. We'd go out and just ride our bikes around and play. Uh, cops and robbers and um, it was just all, all about fun and freedom for me when I started. 
When do you guys think that <clears throat> bike riding actually took a turn from, you know, branching out, not just like, you know, recreational and like just as a hobby, but when did it start actually becoming more, uh, you know, thought of as an alternative source of transportation? Like, was that just recently or? Well, I can go way back again. <laughs> it was an invention that got rid of the horse because <laughs> you didn't have to feed it and stuff. Um, but um, what was interesting, and it also helped get roads paved because you couldn't ride a bike, same places that you could ride a horse and a wagon. Yep. And then interestingly, it was a very important part of women's suffrage, suffrage, suff say that word for me, somebody, <laughs> suffrage. <laughs> um, uh, women actually at that time found that bicycles gave them a whole new sense of independence and freedom. And um, it, they were really felt to be important in that. And they also helped change women's fashion because, you know, some of those outfits they wore back then, <laughs> you couldn't really ride a bike uh, very well on them. So you started seeing bloomers and uh, different kinds of things that allowed women to, to get out and express themselves and be able to go further from home. And so, but more recently, um, there was a gas um, uh, crisis in the 70s. You guys are all too young for that. Um, but at that time, that was one of the big times that you started to see bicycling take off because people realized that they couldn't afford gas or couldn't get it. And uh, in other countries, when you hear about Copenhagen and Amsterdam, they made decision at that time to not go back to automobiles, but to look at making cycling a bigger part of their uh, infrastructure and the way that they get around. So that's why when people say, well, those are such cycling cities, it didn't happen overnight. It happened in the 70s. But you'll also see here back in the 80s, around that same time, a big boom in uh, bicycling and uh, lots of bike shops. There was a bike shop at Alamoana Center. <laughs> you know, there were bike shops everywhere. And it was just a big, big um, deal. And so that's that little mini burst of bicycling that we've had right now because of the pandemic and also because of higher gas prices, I think is uh, also something that's leading to seeing more bicycling. Yeah, I still remember riding my Schwinn. Um, and I, 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 I think it was from Eki Cycling. Yeah. Um, I, I don't yeah, think they're, I don't cool. think they're open anymore, but it was a family run business and they, they had been around for so many years, but that's where I remember getting my first bike. It was a Schwinn. It had the tassels, <laughs> the basket and, and the, the banana little, seat. The banana seat yeah. was definitely oh. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later we did the uh, BMX bike and um, started balancing around with my brothers who were pretty rough and would try to make us fall down. <laughs> That's, That's what brothers then, are for. <laughs> yeah, but at least I got some balancing skills, but. Wow, that's a that's a cool little rundown uh, in the history of bicycling. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't know all that stuff and it affecting fashion and things like that. Yeah. Um, Bicycles yeah. are awesome. Look at all the things they do for the world. <laughs> mm, right, right. Um, and I know that you're more familiar with it too because you are the former CEO of Beaky Bike Sharing. Yeah, I founded Beaky. Um, I thought it would really make a big difference in the community um, because even though a lot of people have bikes, a lot of people don't have bikes and it's inconvenient. It can be inconvenient or hard to have a bike or park a bike or whatever. And um, bike share was a big thing in a lot of different cities and it seemed like Hawaii or Honolulu would be a great place for that. So um, yeah, so I put my energy into um, making that happen and I'm proud to see, see it's uh, Alive and doing well has had its little bits and starts during the pandemic, of course, um, but, uh, but I think it's around to stay. 
And now we'll start seeing it expand as uh, the economy gets more back to normal. Yeah, I, I, um, you know, I don't even know where to start with the Hawaii Bicycling League because I know that you folks do all kinds of types of activities, um, you know, kid-friendly, family-friendly. Um, you guys are going to be giving away helmets pretty soon, I read. Um, Malia is the expert yeah. on so many of those. She's out there all the time, right, Malia? <laughs> yep, so we'll be doing the helmet giveaway tomorrow, December 1st. Um, we have everything from our Youth Bike Ed program, which has uh, been going on since 1989. So if you're born and raised here on Oahu, you might have remembered um, or recalled a fun week of school that you guys got to get out of your classroom and play with bikes for the whole week. Learn how to ride a bike if you didn't know how to ride one. And if you thought you did know how to ride one, how to ride safely on the roadway. Um, and that is a five day um, long instruction where we bring the bikes out to the kids, to the different schools around the island. Um, but we also have adult education for people that are learning how to ride bikes, for those that know how to ride bikes, but uh, want to get more comfortable on the roadway. So going over the rules, what are their rights um, and what are their responsibilities as well? Uh, equipment checks, how to use your gears more efficiently so you can climb up all those hills. Um, <laughs> and then um, also bike maintenance um, and we, we do all um, and we want to do more as well. So getting more people biking is, is just our goal. <laughs> oh, that's, that's super cool. How, how, and, and how does Hawaii Bicycling League play a role in actually shaping our streets and having a say in uh, you know, how our streets are done? Well, I think uh, one of the main things we do is advocate. And that means go out there and be loud. <laughs> and get people together and stuff. You know, bicyclists are such a minority of the population out there and um, people are so in love with their cars. I love my car too, but sometimes a bike is better. And um, so going out there and having a voice and saying, look, you guys, you know, give us a little space or a little bit more space and try to make it safer for us is what it's all about. And so that's how we help to shape the streets is that if we find anybody who's uh, with us, then we're with them. <laughs> and, um, and then if there are certain things that we hear about from our members or other people, then we try to advocate for those and try to help make them happen. So that's where we are a membership organization, like a league, like a mighty league, you know, <laughs> we're the league that comes together and, and uh, works to make things happen. So that's what we do. We, we look for those opportunities and we look on how to make it better. And, and I'm really, um, I th think I speak for everybody at Hawaii Bicycling League. We're really um, pleased with some of the advances that have happened in the city. For example, with the more bike lanes, that King Street one, that was a tough one that the city just stuck with and there was a lot of pushback on it. Uh, but more recently, you've seen one on South Street, on Pensacola, on Ward Avenue, uh, and there's more being planned, you know? And um, I think those are the kinds of things that make the connection and make people willing to bike. Um, they feel more comfortable if they feel like there's a place and that they're going to be safer. And so, so that's how we, um, that's how we participate. Yeah. I, and I know that the, um, the trigger reaction is like, Hey man, less parking and whatnot. Um, not throw any of that in, inside here, but how is it kind of like a win-win, you know, for both, um, you know, the drivers and, and the cyclists overall in, even in the flow of traffic and, and safety. Yeah. Safety. Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing that I like to remind people is that 
you know, when we're sitting in traffic in our cars and I'm all ticked off, like, ah, oh, I'm late to my meeting, you know, again, I'm just sitting in this traffic, all these other cars around me, this sucks. I wish they weren't here. But the person sitting in their car next to me, probably thinking the same thing about me sitting in my car next to them. So we are making up traffic when we are getting in our personal vehicles. So if it's one trip that you can uh, afford to make by bicycle, then great. You know, if it's just a little errand to go down to the, the store down the road or take your kids to the park, um, those are things that we can definitely achieve with bicycles. Um, it, I think bike infrastructure does help the safety of not only bicyclists, but pedestrians and drivers as well. Um, bike lanes can help reduce uh, congestion so it gives bike riders that, oh, they're just going so slow. Well, place that they can go and ride and be slow. Not, you know, um, but bicycles are allowed to be on the roadway because they are considered vehicles here in this state and all the other states as well. Yeah, Malia, I think it would be nice if we didn't think about the vehicle, but the person, you know, it's like, I'm not just a motorist. I'm also a bicyclist. I'm also a pedestrian. I also ride the bus. You know, maybe someday in somebody's life, I'll take the train. You know, so so I think in all of those things, if uh, if we can just sort of come together and and I think about if I'm on my bike, I'm not fighting for you for that parking space. <laughs> um, yeah, that's yeah. true. And that's like, true. I think like uh, sh like share the road, right? And I see that sign a lot. Um, yeah. I just wanted to touch on Malia's um, talk about safety. You know, I would love to ride my bike more, but there's so many places around where I live that there's no designated spot for me to feel safe. Maybe there's a, a stretch and then it ends. Um, and for me, who doesn't bicycle a lot, um, what do you folks recommend in those situations for those who are trying to be more eco-friendly with riding bikes and they don't have these lanes or safety, I think is a fear for, for parents, you know, for parents with kids, we'd love to bike more around us, but it just feels like there's so many cars that don't understand. I'm yeah, probably so one of those drivers that don't understand how to interact safely with bikers. Yeah, so definitely um, knowing what your rights are and where you are allowed to be on the roadway is really important. So I think a lot of people that get onto a bicycle maybe after a while, a few years, a few decades, they're scared to ride because they think, oh, I, this is a place for cars. There's so many cars here. Let me put myself all the way to the, the very edge of the curve, the gutter, where I'm like oh, trying to you know, navigate around the storm grates and the broken bottles. That's not a place where you want to be. You're putting yourself to the side. Not only is that making less visible to people that are driving, but it also doesn't allow you any room to navigate around if there's a hazard that comes up. So really safety is, is um, important and visibility is crucial. So it's not just about what you're wearing, high vis, you know, bright colors, light clothing at night, but it's where you're putting yourself on the roadway and understanding that you are allowed to be there uh, operating your vehicle and making sure that we're following the same rules and, um, you know, traffic lights, stop signs, same things that all other uh, vehicle operators should be following as well. You should be doing the same thing. So knowing what your rights are, um, knowing what your responsibilities are important to you. So making sure that you have lights on at night, um, using your turn signals, so your hand signals, um, and just getting some uh, background kind of basic knowledge and also bike control is really important. So most crashes don't involve 
um, a car when it comes to bicycling. It's just the person bicycling, either having a little, you know, bike handling mishap. So if we can make sure that everybody is equipped with knowing how to properly get on and off their bike um, so that it's nice and smooth, looks graceful, elegant, uh, that's one thing. And then just knowing how to control your own bicycles is really important and, and can produce about 90% of crashes. So uh, adding on to that, I'm curious. So Noli was asking, so you live in an area where there's like partially marked bike lanes and then it stops. Do you guys have recommendations for like best trails or best paths to go with people who have families and even little kids? So um, we made a great resource, which is the Oahu bike map, and it shows where all of the bike infrastructure is, bike lanes, um, uh, bike paths that are separated from the roadways so you don't have to interact with traffic, and then even the roadways that don't have any current bike infrastructure, um, we've rated them from low to high stress um, roadways uh, based off of a lot of people's different uh, feedback on how they felt when interacting or experiencing those roads. So you can take a look at the Oahu bike map. It's on the Hawaii Bicycling League website um, and take a look at, you know, where might there be some convenient bike infrastructure in your area? Maybe you're riding on a road that is just super hectic and you take a look at the map and hey, there's this street right next to me that's got a bike lane on it. So planning your route is also really helpful in, uh, you know, avoiding different kind of problem areas, certain um, roadways, maybe I wouldn't want to ride on, but there might be a convenient place right next to it or a low stress uh, roadway. Or you can advocate for more bike lanes <laughs> with my bicycling. You know, as you know, oh, go ahead, funny. go ahead, Lori. Oh, you know, what's funny is that you don't know where it's easy to bike because you're usually in your car, you know, and the cars go on the, all the same streets. But I think if I have, if my kids were little, um, I would look for a quiet residential neighborhood and go there. I mean, that's where we take our kids out um, for our bike ed, the fourth graders. So, that, you know, they're at the age where um, those, those neighborhoods exist. They're not everywhere. I live downtown, so we would have to go a little ways away to find something like that. But um, could go over around Aloha Tower and then back into Waterfront Park and things like that. So there's definitely places to go, but it is harder than it should be. And that's one of the things we want to make it. We want to make it so that kids and families can go out on their bikes. Uh, we saw on those open street Sundays that we did um, in early or mid 2020, um, we saw how many people wanted that. I mean, it was just so great to see the families out. And then afterwards when they would ask us, well, where do we go? And it was like, oh, a little bit harder to say, but we would love to see a place that's closed at least every Sunday morning uh, for, um, uh, families to be able to go out and bike and walk and be together and uh, not have to worry about vehicles. So we're, we're looking for those opportunities. So if there's anybody listening uh, that knows a place that we can do that, that would be, that would be just great. You're talking about the one that was on Kalakaua, right? In Waikiki yeah. that was closed off. Yeah, yeah. Th those were so great. We went to both of them, I believe. Um, great. Yeah, early on. And oh my God, it was so amazing to see so many people so excited and, and wanting that too, and all the families yeah. out there. And um, that's why I asked both of you if you could share, you know, what you liked about bike, bicycling so much. But I remember, you know, when I was training for the triathlon, that's when I really started to get 
really familiar with the workings of a bike and how to change the speed and 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 being safe you know bicycle safety and so forth respecting you know the drivers and drivers respecting the bicyclists and so forth but what i experienced was like a sense of freedom in a way that i haven't experienced when you're driving in your car and another thing that i would like to share is that i also um realized that you could see the views and and Hawaii and Oahu is so much differently when you're riding on a bike versus in a car. I mean, you're going slower than a car and you're just out in the open air and you're just seeing it just so differently. And it's just another way to enjoy the scenery and be more appreciative of you know the paradise that we live in. But um, I wanted to lead up to my question with all of that being that as experienced cyclists, Lori and Malia, on a scale of one to 10, where do you think that uh, Hawaii is um, in terms of, you know, the ideal bicycle friendly state and where, how much more work do we need to do to get there? And what is that work? <laughs> Malia, do you want to answer that first? Then? Sure. Yeah, that's a that's a tough question. It, um, in relation to some different areas, I'm sure you know we have amazing bike infrastructure, but a lot of people that come here from places that have really robust connected uh, networks, they're like, you know, what is going on with you guys? You know, you have beautiful weather all the time. You know, we're out here in Portland, or you know, in somewhere that's snowing, and people are riding their bikes. Why why don't we see more people riding here? Um, in, in Hawaii. Um, I think that, yeah, like you said, you know, it's a great way to embrace the beautiful place that we live. Um, I think we're really so lucky to be here and it's not so fun to be in our glass, you know, metal structures moving around with the, you know, um, just kind of severed off from um, the environment and, you know, other people, uh, the connective connectivity that we have, I think when we're out there writing is really important. But um, yeah, I would say that we just need to get more people bicycling. Um, that does, you know, get uh, uh, the whole community to be safer. Um, I think that, you know, we're, we're getting to a point where people think that they have the, it's the right to have a car. Um, but I think a lot of us forget that, you know, cars are very expensive. Not everybody can afford them. Um, and, you know, they're definitely not great for the environment, sustainability. I think we're really, that's coming into focus um, big time is how much they're impacting um, our, our world, our entire uh, planet, um, as well as the health crisis that's going on. What is the best tool for that? You know, it's getting exercise, it's being outdoors. And so really uh, getting people to understand that bicycling is, is so good for your overall health, not only your physical, um, you know, you, you look great, you know, you're, you're losing weight and you got good cardio, but also your, um, your, your mind as well. So can help with uh, retaining um, good uh, energy. And it's also a self-confidence booster. So, you know, me getting to where I want to go um, by bicycle, I might not be thinking consciously like, oh, I'm doing something good for the planet, but I'm actually, you know, I'm doing something good for my body. I'm doing something good for, you know, uh, mother nature. 
And subconsciously, I think that helps boost our moods as well. Yeah, to, to further answer that, I agree with everything Malia said. Um, um, I biked across the United States. And um, so I got to see a lot of states. And you could tell when you crossed the state line. <laughs> it was like, it either got better or worse. And I thought, well, that's really interesting. And um, so I think what it underscored somewhat was the political will and the desires of that state. Um, um, and um, it, was, it was totally night and day. Uh, in some situations. And, and so I think then it, it almost gets back to, do you want it or not? Um, and to Malia's point where if you want a better environment, if you want a healthier community and happier community, if you want more equity, transportation equity, and if you want a close, more closely knit community, you would support biking. Um, it's funny, I was just out on, uh, I was out on Beaky the other day, I had some errands to run and I find that to be the most convenient way in town. Um, and so I was just riding by and somebody stopped, rolled down their window. Hi, Lori, how are you doing? You know, that does not happen in a car. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> if we were both driving, nobody would stop and say hi like that because you're just so out there. And I, I've noticed that a lot on my bike. I get people waving to me and stuff. And imagine if everybody was out, not everybody, let's say 10% of people were out there. And they were seeing each other and they were seeing each other as people and they're all sort of sharing uh, this experience and what have you out in the open air and everything. Wouldn't that be wonderful? How, ma how many more friends would you make? And um, I think we need more friends now. <laughs> Can you give us an example of um, what is the number one bike friendly city in the US? And, and how, how far away is, is um, you know, Honolulu from achieving that? I believe they rank us by gold, silver, and bronze, and we are bronze city. So at least we're bronze. That's good. We're not like tin or something. <laughs> um, but I think some of the gold cities, and you'll see them, um, they typically will have good bike infrastructure. They'll have a good bike share system. Uh, they'll have all those things in place because they've gotten more people out and about. Uh, Portland is definitely one. Minneapolis is one. Uh, Chicago, uh, look at cold cities. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Um, New York, uh, New York has a tremendous number of people who bike um, and they have a lot of the issues that we have affordability, lack of parking, not much room for cars. And so as they've shifted more to bicycling, it's actually created a, a more friendlier, accessible community for people. And I think that's interesting and they can be a decent model for us. So we have some, we have some places to look. We don't have to go look at Europe. Uh, we can. And I think when you go there. Um, you can see what that, those cities are like and um, how pleasant they are. I say nobody goes to a city to go look at the boulevards full of cars. They go to the cities to find those places where they can walk on those cute roads and go into the shops and all of that. And that's one of the things that we're lacking here in Honolulu. We don't have those kind of um, uh, places. And I think moving more towards bicycles and walking and we have the, we definitely have the environment for it. It would be good for everybody and people would be happy. Once they got over, you took my parking space, you took away a lane of traffic. Um, yeah. Once they could sort of see that, then I think um, people would, would really like it. Yeah, I, I, and I think a big part of it too is, is, is just kind of getting out of your comfort zone because I mean, it could be a cultural thing here in Hawaii. You know, a lot of people are just like, oh, you know, let's just kind of stick to what we know. And they're afraid or hesitant to try try it out. But I think 
you know, with the creation of Beaky, I saw, you know, I, I did see, start seeing more locals, like start jumping on after they saw other people doing it a lot more too. And I kind of see more of that happening now. And, and I even see people not so much riding it just to get from point A to point B, but now I'm, I actually see families or, you know, children of age renting them, you know, to, for, you know, to have fun and, and to get exercise or do something like a group activity together. So it, it's kind of neat to see the progression in that sense, but I see it happening slowly and steadily, but I think there's much more uh, education maybe and, and awareness that, that needs to be done. And I, I think that might be one of the challenges <laughs> to, to getting there. It's inertia. Yeah, I'm happy with what I'm doing. Why should I do something else? So I trick people by doing it. We're going for coffee as a group of ladies. <laughs> so, so then you get um, 10 or 12 people and you say, we're going to go have coffee and we're going to go ride bikes and we're going to do it. And they go, oh, coffee. <laughs> they forget about the bike part. Uh, but then they get out there and they have fun with their friends. And, and I think sometimes groups is an easier way to do something, whether it's a family group or social group or work group. And um, so when we get uh, everybody from Hawaii News Now out uh, on a little ride, then uh, I think that's the thing is you, you start associating with fun and that that hurdle wasn't as big as you thought it was. Girls night out on Beaky Bikes. <laughs> Yeah, they don't have to worry about the, the concert parking, right? right. <laughs> yeah. It's yes. the best way to go to the Blaisdell, I got to Yes, <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> and it's fun. You're together. It's fun. And you can wear a dress and you wear heels. Um, I went to a, a, a show once and I had on a cocktail dress and Valentino's shoes. Wow. And I wrote a beaky and I thought, well, that's, if I can do it, then anybody can do that. I mean, you know, so, um, but you can, uh, I think that's the thing about bikes too, is that we think you have to have a special uniform to ride a bike, um, but you can, uh, you can ride a bike in virtually anything, except some of these old costumes from the early 1800s before women's suffrage. <laughs> you know? But, um, but basically I think that's one thing too, is that people think that there's, you have to have special clothes to bike. And Malia is a great example of that. She doesn't have special, she bikes to work every day and she wears something different every day. And, um, and she is just sort of part of her lifestyle. And um, yeah, it might get a little hot and sweaty, but you can go change your clothes a little bit or, you know, uh, depending well, on- I earned myself a second breakfast is what that means. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We actually have um, a photographer here that rides to work every single day for I don't know how many years. And it's not one of those fancy bikes where you can like shift the gears, it's a cruiser. So like, and he rides, he's so diligent and he does it and he's like healthy and happy, he doesn't and complain. Yeah. yeah, and and when it rains, he just puts on the poncho, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's okay with it. So. <laughs> That's the quote for you is that, you know, there's no bad bicycling weather. There's not bad bicycling weather. There's only bad bicycling clothes for the weather. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's one of the reasons people can ride in some of these. You just have to, you know, it's like if you're going to go out and walk, you put on slightly different clothes if it's snowing. Um, and um, that's how people do it year round. I wanted to say too, I'm reflecting, I'm, I'm giggling because I'm, 
super novice at bike riding, <laughs> but I think it's a confidence thing just getting out there. And we're lucky enough to spend time with a cousin of mine who lives in the Denver area and Colorado, I'm guessing is a gold rated um, or Denver is because Denver. their neighborhoods are built around the bike trails. And so you can either go to their family every day at 430 and they have a little baby now who has gets pulled in a little, a little cart thing and she'll learn how to ride a bike soon too. But that's what they do. They do either do like a really quick three mile bike ride or sometimes eight, sometimes a 16 or a 25 and they stop at a park to let her play hang out, come back. And that's just their everyday family thing, which I think is super cool. So that's, um, and we went with them when we go visit and it's, it's a confidence thing for me. And as I was there for after the week doing it every day, I, I will say I felt better <laughs> more mm. confident on the bikes. So it's totally just getting out there, but it does help with stress relief. And I love how that city is built out. So there's definitely examples out there for um, Hawaii or all the islands here. Yeah. There, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Brooke. Were you going to ask something? No, no, no. I was just oh. reflecting. Are, are there actual statistics that show that, um, you know, gold standard city um, has, uh, is healthier uh, residents population? I don't know that we're there yet um, in that kind of thing, because trying to create that and create the, how much is somebody biking and how are they biking and how do we prove it and all that stuff. I think is, I think it's almost like you've got to believe that if you're encouraging people to do more healthy things by setting up the environment for that, that they will, and that that will result in that. When you can measure it is probably um, a little bit more ambiguous. Um, but I think that, you know, if we look at healthy places, you could say here, you know, is the surfing and swimming make you healthy? Well, we do have a very healthy population, but we can't exactly say what the connection is, but we know that people are outside a lot and that that seems to make us a healthier community uh, than a lot of places. So um, mm. it's that same kind of connection, maybe. So how do you join Hawaii Bicycling League? Do you, is there a membership fee open to all ages? That is such a good question. Thank you for asking. You can join Hawaii Bicycling League by going to hbl.org and you'll see join. And we are a member organization. And so there is a fee to join and there's different fee levels. Um, we appreciate, we use the membership money to help support our advocacy efforts. We are a nonprofit. Our um, funding comes from membership, donations, and uh, grants, if we're able to get grants, and then also our events. Um, and so those are the ways we fund ourselves to help enable more people or help to promote that. But please, yeah, if people can go to hbl.org. They'll find a lot of things. They'll find our workshops and presentations and upcoming events and our shop. Hi. We just uh, announced our new store. We have some things in the store for Christmas presents. So oh, Nice. And then, um, you know, I meant to ask this earlier, but could you folks kind of name off just for our listeners out there who are interested in going for a bike ride, maybe some of the best neighborhoods that are bike friendly and, and you know, great for them to check out? Well, I'll, I'll start and that Malia can add. I think one of the places that I think is nice for people to ride is in East Oahu. Um, you can go back into Portlock and Hawaii Kai and out in those areas and you'll find some nice low uh, volume roads to ride in and it's pretty flat. Um, and getting out there, going on Kalaniani Highway, uh, you may feel a little nervous about that if you're with young children uh, because the cars are supposed to be going 35, but they're not. 
Um, but I think those neighborhoods out there are good. I like for smaller kids, I like the paths at um, Alamoana Beach Park, pretty darn good. You know, you can take your kids around there. There's that one humpy bridge that they probably can't get over. Um, but besides that, there's some nice places to ride in there. And uh, on the west side, um, I have to say that Kapolei and Eva have very good bike infrastructure. So if you happen to live in those neighborhoods, you're gonna find some really good places to bike that have nice wide uh, bike lanes or multi-use paths that um, are well separated from traffic. And I think those would be uh, good options for you. Kailua also has some uh, really good um, uh, bike lanes and infrastructure and also very quiet roads. And Malia, I don't know what you might add to that. Yeah, sure. I would say, you know, it's it's hard to segment into each neighborhood because I want to say that each neighborhood has at least some place that's nice to ride, a little quiet side street, um, residential area that's got slower speeds or less traffic. People are looking out for each other. But um, just as a reminder, you can put your uh, bicycle on the bus. It does have those bike racks on the, the front of it. So that's always a convenient way to, to transport your family and your bikes over to somewhere else. Um, or you can, you know, put your bike in your car if you have a car. Um, yeah, I think those are those are good suggestions. Or Kailua is also a very bike friendly area. Lots of cyclists um, in Kailua Kaneohe area too. I think a holiday suggestion um, with the city lights. So if you, um, Hotel Street is a bus and bike corridor, and then it connects to the Civic Center path. So you come and you cross into and go by the Capitol, and then you cross over and there's a path that goes around behind the city lights uh, over, over to Fozzie, and then it connects to the South Street or the King Street um, bike lanes. And it's really, really fun, I think, to go there uh, by yourself or with your kids in the evening when the lights are on and, and um, be able to enjoy the city lights on a bike. So um, that's another thing that you might think about with a family. Awesome, awesome. And then for folks that live out on the North Shore, I know that there's um, a multi-use path in Wailua yeah. as well. That's also really yeah. safe. Um, uh -huh. And you can, yeah, you can go all the way. You know, it's a, it's a nice, nice run. And don't forget mountain biking. I mean, there's off-road mountain biking too. And I think um, I am not that experienced in mountain biking, but I know a lot of people who really, really enjoy getting back out into the woods and the network of uh, bike trails and uh, uh, are is growing, and uh, it's really beautiful uh, to be out there and, and enjoy nature that way. So, plenty of places to get on a bike, depending on what you want to do and what your objective is, and, and uh, if it's just getting from A to B and back and doing it in a pleasant way, or if it's going out to just enjoy how beautiful it is out there, like Stephanie does and um, and I do. You know, that's there's so much beauty out there and it's really is different uh, when you're on a bike. Mm. Well, you got all, all of our heads nodding in agreement to what you're saying. Uh, we're looking forward to an inspirational quote as we always like to end our podcast. Do either of you have one to share with us tonight? Let's say bicycles run on fat and save you money. Cars run on money and make you fat. <laughs> <laughs> That is so good. Did you did you come up with that on your own? No, I did not. Oh, that's amazing. That's a perfect one. So mine's, I love it. mine's not as lyrical, but I think it has to do with life too. But it's just keep pedaling. Uh, no matter what you're facing and no matter where you are, if you just keep pedaling 
or swimming or walking or going forward, everything will be okay. That is true. Just keep going up that hill, no matter what challenges you face, just keep pedaling, you will reach the top and then down is the fastest way down. Yeah, woo, love coasting, that. Coasting, yeah, yeah. Yeah, coasting. Oh, coasting, I like that, coasting. Noel. Wow, very good. Because I have a hard time pedaling uphill. Yeah, no, you're not the only one. <laughs> oh. you got, maybe you got to shift gears. I, oh, see, that's another. You whole can take podcast a course. With, with you can Malia take a course from the workshops on that. Actually, this this Sunday, road cycling skills, um, December fifth. <laughs> you can go to hbl.org/workshops. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. You guys are so. You know, give us a different side of. We're. I am mostly a driver. And I, I, I don't understand the plight as well, but now I think uh, more respect to bikers and, and for their safety too. I see them, I see them on the road and I don't know how to uh, best keep them safe. And, um, but thanks to you guys for being out there for uh, bikers to have a resource. Mm -hmm. Thanks for talking with us. Well, thank you, thank you for riding with you all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we yeah. should. I need some <laughs> practice, but yeah, no, thank you. Thank you so much. It gives the, I've never sat and really thought about it, but all the wins you get from biking, right? It helps the environment. Hawaii has some really aggressive clean energy goals as a state, lessening the traffic. It's, it's, it saves you money, gets you exercise, all of that, right? And it's good for the mind. But um, yeah, so definitely for me, my takeaways, I need to just get more comfortable and practice and not stop saying that I don't know how. And um all the wins out there and I know that there are so many cities we can look to so for anyone listening or any of our city and county leaders um lots of places we don't have to reinvent the wheel <laughs> but, um, but you know it's 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 yeah I think it's just I love the perspective and thanks for um bringing this topic up it's it's important and yeah, my and bicycling league is here to help anybody and um and I have a special focus on more women biking. And I, I really have wanted to do that. Um, and we have our own different hurdles to that. So I hope that, you know, that we can get more out there. And, um, and Brooke, you know, and Noli and, and um, Malia and I will get you all out there. And we'll have fun, you know, and I think that's it sometimes. It's just going out there and, and we can do it and you'll learn a lot. You get a whole different perspective on it. And Steph knows that. She learned that a long time ago. But but I think I think the more that we stick together and do something, the more that we can actually make things happen. So we're here for you whenever you're whenever you're ready. And we'll probably be calling and trying to get on your calendar to go do our yeah. ride. All right. Thanks so much, Lori and Malia. Just keep yes. spinning, everybody and drivers. Don't totally honk, just be patient and try to go with the flow. And the bikers will also try to be on the lookout as well. All righty, guys. Thanks so much, Lori and Malia with the Hawaii Bicycling League for joining us. Stay safe, everybody, and take care. Aloha. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Yes, we're going to break up down.